Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Life Mastery with Todd Allen, the talk radio show that dives into the science of higher consciousness. Join Todd and his guests weekly at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and learn how to live a peaceful life with intentional mastery. Enjoy a survey of inspiring topics such as abundance, intention, health, manifestation, love, and transformation. It's all right here. Leading authors, speakers, coaches, entrepreneurs with stories and messages to support your well-being, let alone your most evocative dreams hey hey it's another groovy day and mostly because i make it that way yay it's my favorite day it's life mastery radio the talk show that brings you thoughts and ideas for you to use on your very own life mastery journey my name is todd allen and today is april 5th of 2016 and as always, you know, I really like to get ready for the show and maybe stretch those arms way, way up toward the universe and wiggle those wrists and fingers and roll those shoulders a little bit. And let's take in a deep breath. Let's let that breath out with a big ah. Uh, and consciously connect yourself to the universe, to spirit, to all things great and good. Uh, one more time. In with a deep breath. And let that breath out with a big ah. Uh, and let your dreams, visions, and goals out into the universe. And allow the universe the opportunity to make those dreams come true for you. Hold your head up, chin up, tail's not between your legs, and take off into life. And we're going to learn more about that on today's show. As always, I have my co-host with me, Coach Debbie. And Debbie is a writing instructor, award-winning editor, and a holistic life coach. Hello, Debbie. I don't hear you giggling. I didn't do it good enough today. Oh, yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> Certainly. No, I was just thinking of the the um, dynamics here that um, I was just in a, a yoga class the other day and 
And she said, you know, after our Hatha yoga, we'll be offering restorative yoga. And I thought, oh, Todd's sort of the Hatha. Go in there and get it. And I'm the restorative. Ooh, chant, breathe. Bring, yeah. Bring us back, bring us back <laughs> to the ground. Yeah, <laughs> Something like that. Well, we have just a little bit of, of housekeeping today. Um, Many of you know that I, I left the college in December and that has opened up all sorts of new opportunities for teaching, which I am loving. Uh, my second memoir class will be going through April, but I will be offering level one again uh, coming in May. So if you're in the Seattle area, I would love for you to join us. You can always reach me at Debbie at CoachDebbie.com, and that's D-E-B-B-Y at CoachDebbie.com. I would love to hear what you're doing, what you're writing, and how I can be supportive of you. Also, I wanted to let you know that I, w- I want to thank people for their interest in the mastermind groups. However, we could not seem to get one night where everyone could go live. It was like, ah, uh, some people for Tuesdays, some for Wednesdays, some for Thursdays. But I didn't have enough people for any one night. So I'm sorry, that's just not going on right now. And we'll ask for a little more alignment for the next offering, see what we can do. And we also want to invite you to go to my Facebook Messenger feed and send in any questions for the show or give us a call. You're always welcome to call in and intermix with uh, Todd and myself and our guest for the day. You know, you reminded me we're talking about jumping today and so this, but I want to back up just a little bit because this thing about you leaving the college, that was a big jump. You, you did that for what, 22 years? Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a huge leap for me. It was one where I had to, I had to find out I had to be my number one supporter and then see that I had all kinds of beautiful support, like from Todd and, and from other people that were saying, you know what, if you want to do something else, you can do that. Why not? And the fact that there were 300 other people saying, no, you shouldn't, no, you better not, <laughs> um, was, was really tricky because there, there, there was plenty of energy saying, sure, do what you want to do. But they, in, if you looked at it in terms of numbers, the numbers of people saying stay far outweighed the number of people saying do what's true to you. So you got to look beyond the numbers. And we're going to really talk about that today, getting into the energy of what is real for you. So thank I you. Think, I think the one comment that sticks in my mind, though, is, is you told me one day you said, I've gone from teaching people that really don't want to write to people who are passionate about writing. And you just lit up when you said that. It was just like this light bulb. You know, here here are people now that really want to learn how to write memoirs and write their story. And and that, that was kind of cool. I think that was a big mm-hmm. gift. Yeah. 
Mm, thank you. Yeah. Well, there's always there's always people at the college that want it, and then there's droves of people that follow in behind them, focusing on the fact that it's a required class. So, <laughs> so that was the pain of it. But you know, the great thing was was I I had the opportunity to try and find these these gifts and qualities in so many people and. Uh, I, I don't even, I don't even know how I had that opportunity even come to me in the first place, but I can tell you, my mother said at age four, you know, you're a storyteller, you're going to be a teacher. And she was right. She was right. So made me happy. And I think it's how you even got the radio show going. You know, you took a big jump into a dream of yours and whammo. There it is. So I think that's a great theme for us to set up for yeah, us for today. That and following your bliss. Following your bliss. Okay, you ready for the show? I just want to remind everybody that anything, any links that we talk about on the show today can be found at www.lifemasteryradio.net on today's show page. And that way you don't have to worry about writing anything down. Okay, we've, we've talked enough. It's time to get our guests on here. Our guest today is Nancy Levin. Nancy Levin is the best-selling author of Jump and Your Life Will Appear. And she has another book called Writing for My Life. She also has another book coming out. I think it's due out in August. And it's called Boost Your Self-Worth to Grow Your Net Worth. Interesting title. And I'm interested in reading that when it does come out. She's a certified master integrative life coach and the creator of the Jump Coaching and Worthy Coaching Programs, working with her clients privately and in groups to live in alignment with their own truth and desires. Now, here's the cool part. This woman was the event director at Hay House for 12 years, and now she hosts her own weekly call-in radio show, Jump Start Your Life on the Hay House Radio network and that's every thursday and oh my gosh one day when i grow up life mastery radio will be on hay house radio nancy welcome to the show how are you today my friend thanks so much for having me i'm wonderful and it's really lovely to be here with you yeah oh my gosh i'm so excited you 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 have done so much and i think during the pre-show interview you had made the comment that I'm living proof that anything can happen. How how does a person <laughs> get to be the event director for the Hay House program? You know, I watched those programs. I think it started off in Florida with some cruises, and you had to be the driving force behind that. Am I correct? You are correct. <laughs> I I actually came by it sort of in a roundabout way. I... Had, I, I have a master's in poetry, and I received my degree from a very small Buddhist-inspired university in Boulder, Colorado. And after I received my master's degree, I decided to actually work at the university. And I was working for the School of Continuing Education, and we were approached to co-produce a conference with New Age Journal Magazine, which then became Body and Soul Magazine. And we were asked to sort of co-produce, co-host an an event with them in Boulder. And 
it was sort of brought up at a Monday morning meeting and the director of the, of continuing it said, is anyone interested in spearheading this? And I raised my hand and the next thing I knew I was, I was conference director (laughs) and it was sort of baptism by fire. I did my first event in Boulder. We had 1800 attendees and we had the likes of, uh, Deepak Chopra, uh, Maya Angelou, Ram Dass before his stroke. And, you know, we had an amazing array of speakers and I realized that I was really hooked. I love the, I loved the energy and the impact of getting warm bodies in a room together to share an experience. And of course this was, you know, this was literally 20 years ago. So before, before technology, you know, has, had really changed the game of, the way that we come together and learn because obviously now there's a whole online learning platform that is so accessible and available to us. And believe me, I am all for it. I lead my own online groups. I love online learning, but there still is something remarkable that happens when we are physically in a space together. And that was really my passion. And so through my work at Naropa, I then ended up, I ended up producing events for the Omega Institute in upstate New York for Sounds True in Boulder. And then by way of sort of a circuitous route, the Duke Center for Integrative Medicine, the San Francisco um, SQCA. And I did a fabulous event there with Jane Goodall as our headliner. And then... I had been working with my very dear friend, Cheryl Richardson, also a Hay House author, and Hay House had approached her to do a couple of public television specials. And so I was, from her side, working with Hay House to, to, do, all, you know, to do all the logistics for the public television specials, and through that, the... President and CEO of Hay House, Reed Tracy, reached out to me and said, hey, we are going to start in a, a live event division. Do you want to come run it? And I said, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I found myself in 2002 uh, running the Hay House live event division, producing events all over the world with oh. really the greatest minds in the field of self-empowerment, transformation, inspiration, motivation, health, wellness, all of it. Yeah. And wow. it was a dream job. <laughs> I nice. <can't> imagine. <laughs> oh, what a lucky, you know, I think there's a book just in that. Oh, sure. <laughs> I, sure. I think, I think there is. <laughs> there's always a great story in how we're just, you know, showing up, as you said, in in continuing ed, really standing in something that has meaning for you and yet more and more and more can develop straight from that place. Mm-hmm. Well, Nancy, mm-hmm. can you say, can, so first, my first question would be, what, what was it that you wanted to be when you grew up? I mean, what, what did you envision after going to college for poetry and, 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 you know, this opportunity arose for you to be a, a director of a conference, but what, what did you envision yourself doing? What were you after? What were you going after? You know, it's funny. When I was very young, I really thought I would always be a teacher. 
but like a school teacher, you know, like, like sort of a, uh, you know, conventional sort of formal teacher. And then uh, right out of college, out of undergrad, between undergrad and graduate school, I actually worked in New York City in magazine publishing. So I, I, I wanted to be a writer, but I, but it wasn't, it, that, the, the writing I was doing wasn't very fulfilling. And the job I had was really like, if you've ever seen or, if you've ever seen the movie or read the book, The Devil Wears Prada, you know, it's like being an underling in the world of magazine publishing is not right. very glamorous. It's at painful. All. Yeah, it's totally <laughs> it's painful. Very painful. So I did that only for a couple of years and then I got out. And I really just wanted to pursue my passion of writing. And I wasn't, oddly enough, even though I was sort of weighing the, weighing the odds of going to do my master's in poetry versus going to get my MBA, I wasn't really that concerned about what I would do, so to speak. I, I am very resourceful. I am very resilient. I am very determined. I'm very ambitious. And I, I trusted, I actually just really trusted that I would land where I needed to. Right. Yeah. Did you have a sense of of spirituality and connecting to the universe, and and did you have did you have a good understanding of the metaphysics behind success, and and or was it just sheer force and brute horsepower? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would say it's a combination. I definitely had uh, I had a lot of spiritual spiritual influence, even in my personal life as a as a you know as I was growing up. My parents, I was raised Jewish, and even though it was more of a cultural heritage approach, my father was always very, and still is, uh, you know, he should have been a rabbi. <laughs> He's always been very interested in the teachings and the learnings and sharing dialogue and conversation about spiritual topics. So that was yeah. really something I was immersed in growing up. And then, you know, throughout my sort of 20s and 30s, you know, really reading and immersing myself in courses to do my own inter internal work. But it wasn't to the degree that it was for me personally when after several years of already being at Hay House, right. I hit my own, you know, I hit my own dark night of the soul. I hit my own sure. internal crisis where I then had to really invite the teachings in to land in me in a different way. They'd sort of been swimming around me and I'd gotten them by osmosis from, you know, as I always say, I had a backstage pass and a front row seat at every, at every event. Yeah. But right, I couldn't right. really let it all into me until I was in my own crisis. Right. Well, sure, and that's that's completely understandable and normal. We we all know that when that that dark night comes in, it's unfortunately this tremendous invitation to shake us up and to ask us what's what's real here. What. What direction are you going to go in and how, how are you going to be with the grief and the sadness 
and let that grow something good. I mean, I was, I was even out in the garden the other day thinking of all the stuff, all the yucky stuff that's in the ground to help these beautiful flowers grow. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great analogy. Well, it's mm-hmm. so true. And, and mm-hmm. we have to, we have to get our hands in that yucky stuff and mm-hmm. really, really come to love it and nurture it. So I wonder if you could tell us just a little about, uh, your own story of seeing that dark night and realizing it, it was a soulful journey for you and, and stepping on that new path. Sure. You know, so, I, my story really can be encapsulated in saying that, you know, I really thought I was on the trajectory to the life I wanted to be living in terms of my career at Hay House, like I mentioned, and had really gotten to a place in my personal life, in my marriage, where I had to completely numb out in order to be present. So I also did not want anyone to know what was going on behind closed doors. I had really been projecting an image of perfection to the world. I'd been managing the perceptions of others. I only wanted people to see me through the lens I gave them to see me through. And how did that serve you? It served me in in being able to be incredibly successful in my business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The cost, however, was my life. Right. Yeah. And I had come from, from a childhood where I, my parents were incredibly lenient with me. And so in order for me to feel safe, I ended up imposing my own structure, creating my own rules, creating my own uh, parameters, my own container in which to feel safe. And I, this translated into then meeting my husband and literally on the day we met, it was as if he had said to me, hi, I'm broken. And I said, great, I'm Superwoman. I will fix you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, honey. You know, our, our core wounds were a match made in heaven. And as the marriage progressed and as we became more enmeshed, I ultimately sublimated all of my desires and wants and needs to fulfill all of his. And what I really did was go from that, go from that sort of self-created cage from my childhood into his controlling and rage. Yeah. And at some point I just made a decision that there was no way out. I'm, I made up my mind. I, you know, sort of, I made my bed. I need to lie in it. I'm here and I'm just going to muscle through and power through. And in 2008, So I was on my way home from Hay House's very first I Can Do It at Sea cruise in Mexico. And I was at the San Diego airport flying back home to Boulder. And I looked down at my phone and noticed that there had been a voicemail that had come in while I had gone through security. 
And I was standing right in front of the gate getting ready to board, and I just held the phone up to my ear, and the sound of his voice just made my knees buckle. And within moments, I was kneeling on the carpet while people were boarding the plane around me. And he said, you better get your ass home. I read your journals. There's hell to pay. And my first Boy, that thought was, tells you how much trust is going <laughs> on, doesn't it? Oh, honey. Yes. And my first thought was really, I have over 70 volumes of <sighs> journals. I, you know, what has he read? And I don't even remember boarding the plane. I didn't pick up any voicemails that had come in while I was in the air. I was driving on my way home to Boulder from the airport in Denver. And this is when I really sort of came to the first two steps of the jump process, which is one, admit to yourself what you already know to be true. You know, we're all carrying some deep seated truth, whether it's a skeleton in the closet secret, or it's just some aspect of ourselves that we have been denying or disowning or pushing away some part of us that we don't want to identify with. Because I really do believe that we're all hiding something that we think we need to hide in order to be loved and accepted. So in other words, that if we showed this, if we, if we revealed this, we couldn't possibly be loved. Right. So that's the belief. Yeah. mm -hmm, Yeah. So we hide, we withhold consciously or unconsciously. We withhold what we think we need to hide in order to be loved and accepted. And, you know, the crazy thing is we're all running around trying to be loved for, you know, our authentic selves and be loved for who we are. I just want to be loved for who I am. And we're too afraid to even reveal who we are. Yeah, that's the irony. And, yeah, it is the irony. So I really got, I got right with myself in that moment of I need to you know, be with my truth, and I need to share it with someone safe. And I mentioned Cheryl Richardson earlier. I called her on the way home from the airport, and she was the one who really advised me, uh, you know, don't don't go home. Go book a room for yourself at a hotel nearby that she knew of. And she said, you know, then at least you have an exit strategy and somewhere to go. She completely knew of my now ex-husband's temper and knew of the control and of the circumstance I would be walking into if I didn't have somewhere else to go. Yeah. And I yeah. I did that and then I made the choice myself to actually go over to speak with him. And he had heard me coming up the stairs of the condo and he said he was standing inside the door holding four of my journals. And he said to me, I'm going to make copies of pages and send them to your family, your friends, your coworkers, and let's see what happens when they know the real Nancy. And see, he really knew that my greatest fear was any kind of exposure. He, and no one can push your buttons like someone you've been married to for 18 years. Sure. You know, so what I can say is that in that moment, I knew I had a choice. I could either, You know, I knew my marriage had been crumbling. I knew I was unhappy. I just completely chose to negate, really, to to sort of be devoid of feeling altogether. And I was just muscling through work-wise. And I made a choice in that moment to not go back to sleep 
but instead yeah. to get about the business of making change. And what I will say is that it took me two years to leave the marriage. Yeah, of course. But I, but I left the house that night. I went to the hotel. And that, for me, was really the beginning step of reclaiming my life because my marriage had ultimately been a very long time for me to be away from myself. And I had really lived completely other referenced, people-pleasing, living in reaction to someone and something else that I had no idea of who I was or what I wanted or what really would be the healthy driving force for my life. Oh, this is so, this is so pertinent here, Nancy, talking about the idea of seeing that the goals and that pursuit is actually eating up all your attention and, and can take us away from our heart and our truth. And I think that's where the meat of our conversation is going to go right after the break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Nancy Levin right after this. You've listened to the shows on CTR, and perhaps you've found yourself thinking, maybe I should host my own show, but I don't know how. It's easier than you think. From the beginning, with private coaching sessions to your own live broadcasts, CTR Network will prepare you on every level to share your knowledge, expand your brand, and take your business to the next level. At CTR, we nurture your vision and make it a radio reality. Contact Cameron Steele at 425-221-3646 or Cameron at CTRnetwork.com and put your dream into motion today. Welcome back to Life Mastery Radio. If you tuned in a little bit late, our guest today is Nancy Levin, and she is an amazing woman. She was the event director at Hay House for 12 years, and she wrote a book called Jump and Your Life Will Appear. And in that book, you will find things such as how to set boundaries, how to ask for help, let go of your superhero cape, and let go of fear, and many, many other things that she shares her story, and it is an amazing journey that many of you will find in common with yourselves. I know I did, and I know that Debbie does too. So before the break, Nancy, you were telling us your story and and how things began to crash and how it was inevitable. And toward the end of your book, I just love what you say, and that all of that... You are so grateful that that all happened because your whole life opened up after that. Oh, Mike, I, I can't even begin to tell you <laughs> because what I know is that if it hadn't happened exactly as it did, I would still be in that marriage. Yeah. I would absolutely still be there and none of what has happened since then 
could have been available to me because I wouldn't have been open to it. I wouldn't have allowed it in. Sometimes I think it's that exponential component. It's, It's like the the amount of pain we have to endure to face our trauma, to see it and realize it needs us to put our arms around it is exponentially aligned with the joy and the happiness we can experience by coming into our truth and and really loving our trauma as opposed to just ignoring mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and I think, you know, a big piece for me was being able to come into alignment with my own truth and move from there and really know that if I'm living my life in alignment with my truth, there's no wrong way to live my life. And it's not about what is, what, it's not about being concerned about what's coming back at me from an external source. And this is really, this sort of crosses over into my next book that's coming out in August that you mentioned, Todd, in the intro around, it's called Worthy, but the piece of not putting our worthiness in the hands of others, not putting our validation, our value in the hands of others, so that we're really the ones who are doling that out for ourselves. Everything that we're seeking externally needs to be resolved internally first. Nice. You know, Nancy, what comes to my mind is in the heat of the battle, as you're going through this, it, it, it wasn't so much as a, of a recognition that you're grateful for that. I mean, that, that was a hard jump to do. And yet you still had the, the daily battles in, in the story that I read, you know, you went back and forth and trying to oh, resolve yeah. it. And, and yeah. so if, if, if you could go back, what would you have done differently? I mean, would you have just said, this is done, this is over? I mean, I, I'm sure that's what would have been. But there was a huge learning experience in the back and forth. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's funny. Like, I can sit here and, and think, like, oh, I wish I could have told my then self, like, <laughs> just leave. Just go. It's, you know, just get out now. Don't waste these two years of the back and forth and all of that. But I, I have to believe that everything, and I do believe that everything that, has happened, is happening, and will happen is for our soul's divine evolution. And I believe that that I orchestrated the exact circumstances and scenario that I needed to learn the lesson that I needed to get in this lifetime around that piece. And I, who am I to say that it could have been learned in a shorter period of time? I don't yeah. know. Oh yeah. Well, not only that, right. there's there's another metaphysical um basis behind that and that is is now you have a story that others can learn from. Yeah, and, and I and I have to say that that's a really important piece for me in my work is that you know, I wrote the book Jump and Your Life Will Appear because I had gotten, you know, I'd gotten to the other side, so to speak, and I looked back across the river and saw, oh, here are the specific stepping stones that I took to get me over here. Right. And, you know, the the coolest thing is that I, you know, wrote the book out of my own experience of leaving my marriage. That's the foundational through line. I then 
work with all sorts of clients in my coaching practice, making any kinds of change and see how the steps are completely applicable. Any kind of, you know, whether it's relationship or finances or health or geographical or career, whatever the, whatever it is, I see how these steps are applicable. And then when it came time for me to actually leave my job at Hay House, I put myself through the 10 steps to leave my job for my next mm-hmm. jump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well said. I, I wonder too, as you were, taking yourself through this, Nancy, was there a point in which you realized, you know, even though I'm finding I am so resourceful and even though I have my own connection with spirit, uh, what did you do to really allow yourself to be open to others to to give to you in that process because it it really does sort of take a village to restore anyone from oh grief. my goodness it takes it absolutely takes a village and you know there's so there's a whole chapter and step in my in jump in the book and in my coaching process around asking for help and it really was for me a pivotal experience because i really believe that if I were to ask for help, it would reveal that that I needed help, so I would be needy. It would reveal that I don't know everything. <laughs> it would it would in some way have me appear weak. And of course, none of, I didn't want to be any of these things. And what I came to really learn through the process, I also was dealing with a lot of guilt and shame and a lot of, you know, self... Um, self-defeating and self-sabotaging beliefs. And so what happened through the process was, first of all, to my great surprise, the people I feared revealing myself to the most were the ones who rallied around me the fiercest. Good. And, and they really became for me a scaffolding, I think of it, like a scaffolding as I was rebuilding myself from the ground up. And I was able to draw on their wisdom and able to draw on their strength. And I now really see the way that asking for help is a beautiful dance because we know, especially those of us who are, who are givers and people pleasers and sort of over giving, we know that it, that it feels good to give and that when we, allow ourselves to be on the receiving end, we are allowing others to shine. We're allowing others to really step into the place where they shine the brightest and they are then able to give to us. So it's a (laughs) win-win. Yeah, it really is. It is. And it's beautiful to find out, too, that... It's supposed to be this way. We're, we're supposed to be connected to our heart and be giving of each other. I, mm-hmm. I know, I know when we, you, you were tapping on many things in your, your marriage that really were similar, uh, to the marriage I had. And I know after the, about the two year point of being separated, um, I remember attending a counseling session with him and, and taking his hand and saying, you know, I, 
I'm not here to crush you. I'm not here to crush the light out of you. And I really believe we can see each other in a, in a thoughtful light from here on out. And, and it's so good when we are willing to give, but also to just absolutely open ourselves up to receive and know if they can't, well, we can turn around and go to our village that will receive us. Mm-hmm. There yeah. is this beautiful village that you develop in times of grief. It's just yeah. what you got to do. You know, I, I found it really interesting in your book, Nancy, that some people that were really close to you, and when you finally came out of the, well, I don't want to say came out of the closet, but when you finally came clean, they already knew. I mean, they they already could see through this persona that you had perceived to be the real you, and yet they recognized that that really wasn't you. Absolutely. And, you know, I would say, honestly, my mother most significantly. Yeah. That she really was the one who had been very cautious to name what she saw, you know, yeah. through nearly two decades. And sure. that when I did finally leave, her reaction was really, you know, we got, we got you back. Yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, yeah. think of and, how hard that would be for a mom, you know, because yeah, and, I'm sure and, she's biting her lip. <laughs> yeah, and I can say that, you know, my divorce really was the catalyst for a great deep healing with my mother. Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine, too. Yeah. I get that. I think, too, that... For, for moms, I was just talking with a mom who shared this. Her, uh, her son is new in AA recovery. And so on Facebook, she's just on there saying, Oh, I'm so proud of you. Oh, you're so great. Oh, it's so good that you're doing this. Oh, this, oh, that. And then she was having lunch with me and she said, Is it too much? And I mm-hmm. said, Well, yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you you know his true stories, you know what he's blocking, you know you know the real guy. So you don't you don't want to paint this picture that now you're perfect. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you you want to let yep. him be a human still. And it it sounds like your mom was just very very aware that your unfolding was going to take time and she needed to just say I love you. And and be available to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I have to. I'm, I'm curiosity is just chomping at me right now, Nancy. So if this just tell me if this isn't a good question. But I'm really curious. After the book came out, what your ex husband did? Did he have any comments? Did he did he mention anything to you or? Oh, there's silence. Maybe I should. Well, ask. no. Well, the only way I can answer. So I mean. And I don't usually talk about this, but um, we're we are we are not in communication. Got it. And that's have not been. Said. Yeah, and have not been. Yeah, and that's and, and that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah, it's how it needs to be. So I'm sure this fueled you to be a coach. And I would love to focus on your radio show and the coaching sessions you give because I know you offer group coaching. I do. I do. You know, it's fascinating because I actually, 
sort of in between writing my first two books, Writing for My Life and then Jump, right as I was getting separated, I was very dear friends with Debbie Ford, the now late Debbie Ford. She was my dear friend and mentor. And as I was getting separated, she invited me to participate in one of her shadow process weekend immersion workshops, not to produce the event because I had been producing her event. So she said, you're not coming to produce this event. You're coming to be a participant and your staff will produce the event. (laughs) And so it was really from that experience of doing her weekend that I decided to then go further and pursue the year-long certification coaching training. Now, I had no idea and really no desire even at the time to be a coach. I already, I had my job at Hay House. I had my dream job. I thought I would die in that job. Sure, Never in a million years thought I would leave. But I just knew that for my own growth and my own healing, I wanted to do the coaching certification. And really what happened, much to my surprise, (laughs) was that at the end of the year of the training, I was unrecognizable from the woman who had began. And I knew at that time that it really was my calling, my duty, my service, however you want to say it, my dharma, you know, to help other people get free. Yeah. But you were doing it from mm -hmm. such an authentic place. It was now working. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so that was really the time when I started getting clear that I wanted to leave my job and start putting the things in motion that had me be able to do that while I was building my coaching business on the side. So yeah. I was, I was, you know, I stayed in my job for about 18 months while I was really building everything else on the side so that when I did leave my job, there was a place to go. Mm-hmm. And that that's the best advice I can always give anyone who's, sort of, you know, wanting to get out of where they are, start their own business or create something new. It's all about it's all about building the foundation of the side hustle while you're yes. sort of in your day job still. Well, and, you know, I've I've heard that from more mm-hmm. than one coach though is sure. and, and I and I've come to the the conclusion that I think the person that benefits the most from some kind of coach training is the coach themselves, but they learn and grow and then can show others how they can right. learn and too, right. right. Yeah. yeah. And my yeah. my coaching training was that way. I mean, it was very in-depth and it was <clears throat> very personal growth oriented. So it was really about me really diving deep and nice. doing all that inner exploration that I'm now able to do with my clients. Sure. Yeah. Did you have, did you get a um, request or a question, Debbie? Do we have we do. We have a question for Nancy. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Uh, here is a texter. I believe she is texting us from Africa. And wow. she says, I'm just reading over. Looks like we got a couple typos here. <laughs> 
Let me just interpret this question. I believe she's saying, uh, will you please ask Nancy if I was among her group coaching callers, could I also have some individual advice or is this the sort of call where you listen only? Ah, okay. Great. Okay. Great question. So I, I do, I do free group coaching calls where there is, there are several opportunities on the call to raise your virtual hand and to speak one-on-one with me. So you, anyone who wants to do this is welcome to join me for one of my free coaching calls. And can I, can I give out a URL? Is that okay? Sure. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you can sign up at nancylevin.com slash free, F-R-E-E. So, nancylevin.com slash free. And that's where you can sign up for a free coaching call. And I know that um, I actually have, I have a couple this week. So, it's perfect timing. And in my coaching groups, in my formal groups, there's also ample time for the one-on-one sharing as well. So it's a great, it's a great opportunity to get some time with me and to also get the support of an ongoing, safe, loving community that we create. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, you know what? As soon as we read one, we get others. So here's, it always happens this way, doesn't it? It's funny. Okay. Okay. Uh, Ty, we have time for another, another question. Okay. So, uh, one more question. Uh, this is from Finland. Uh, it looks like it says Tina, T-E-E-N-A-H. Tina is asking, now that I am an entrepreneur, I am finding I am scared. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. yes, we understand that. <laughs> mm-hmm, we do. She, she says, um, when will the money come? How much faith do I have to have? I am seeking to honor individuals. However, I also feel that I must have faith to earn more money. Can you give me some advice? How long will it take for the money to come? This is such a great question, and this is exactly, exactly why I wrote my book, Worthy. Boost Good. Your self-worth to grow your net worth. Because I'm all for faith, but what I really believe is that there's this mashup of self-worth and net worth that begins really early. And if we, if we have the limiting belief, I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not lovable, those, all those limiting shadow beliefs are rooted in the one singular belief, I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving. I'm not worthy of money. I'm not worthy of love. I'm not worthy of it. You name it. And I believe, and I have strongly seen this to be the case, that once, that in order to bump up our bottom line, 
we have to be able to be in a deep, loving relationship with ourselves first. So it's about healing the self-worth issue in order for the net worth issue. And by net worth, I, of course, mean money, but I also mean the richness, the juiciness, the yumminess of life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now, and, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, so it's not so much about having faith for what, you know, when will the money come and having the faith. It's actually about doing the work to reclaim your self-worth, to know what you're worthy of on the inside without looking for that validation, the value, the worthiness to be given to you from anything externally. And I have a, I have a jump coaching group and I have a worthy coaching group. So both are available. And the person who asked that question would be a phenomenal candidate for the worthy coaching. Nice. Mm, wonderful. And, us, they, us. and they can find out more information at nancylevin.com. At nancylevin.com, exactly. I also want to add to to what you said. I mean, it's beautiful that sometimes, too, um, to our texter and our caller, when you find that some of the business, let's say, some of your business is moving away from you, sometimes it's just because it it is not at the high level that you're at. It, it cannot groove with you on the way you can. It can't, you can groove for hours and hours and that business partner can only groove for minutes. So mm-hmm. they're going to fall away. And, it, and it's hard to see others fall away, but it provides an opportunity for more that can groove with you to come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, ladies, we are down to three minutes left. Nancy, I want to thank you for being on the show today. And Debbie, schedule Nancy to come back. Oh my gosh, we had a great discussion. There's <laughs> I lots want to come back. To- you got it. You got it. Awesome. Oh, is there is there one last parting shot? I know you really like for people to read your book and is but is there one last message that you have for our listeners, Nancy, quickly? You know, I, I, it really, it really is around the, the fact that we have choice. I'm a firm believer that where we are today is the culmination of all of our choices. And that if we want our lives to look different, we have to be willing to make a different choice. Yeah. Yep. I love it. Yep. Make the choice to love. I love it. Yes. Yes. Well, okay. My friends, we are out of time today, and I hope you enjoyed today's show. Tune in again next week. Debbie and I will have another great guest. Do we know who that is yet, Debbie? I have an Eric Mazel's daughter next week, and oh, she right. is going to talk to us about leaving loneliness behind, you know, how to embrace it and how to leave it. Nice. Stay tuned for that show. Thanks again, Nancy. Thanks, Debbie. And remember... Make it a great day. It is all about choice. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to Life Mastery with Todd Allen, the talk radio show that dives into the science of higher consciousness. Join Todd and his guests weekly at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and learn how to live a peaceful life. For more information on Todd and his guests, visit his website at www.lifemasteryradio.net. That's www.lifemasteryradio.net.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.